Team Canada would be best to get a whistle here. This game is over. This game is over. The buzzer. Canada has won gold. A golden goal from Marine Philippe Houlin. Captain Canada has done it. Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the final episode before Neil goes on vacation. I was going to end it at final episode, but Neil is sitting across from me in a Hawaiian shirt. He is in vacation mode. I'm already on vacation. Might as well just do undo another button here. Oh, he's going for it. He's going for it. Uh, Welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. We've got a fun show for you guys today. We're going to talk the Canadian woman, the summer of the Canadian woman. Holy crap. Just winning all around. Winning golds all around. Big neck energy. Big neck. <laughs> we're going to explain why Neil keeps saying <laughs> big neck energy. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Ronaldo heading across the pond. No, that doesn't make sense. Is there a pond between Fucking Italy drama. and the, the European soccer drama never ends. It really we'll talk about does. that. Uh, and then we're going to talk uh, the results from our fantasy draft. And we're going to talk a preview of the NFL season. So let's get into it. Uh, last night, the Canadian woman took on the U.S. woman in a classic battle in the Women's uh, International Hockey Championship. It's the greatest rivalry in sports. It's, you know, Ali versus Frazier. It's Canada versus the U.S. of A. Uh, it literally, like, is as long as I can remember. I remember the 2002 uh, Winter Olympics where the the U.S. woman laid the Canadian flag on the ground. Do you remember this? Yeah. They laid the Canadian flag on the ground right before their game. And then I think right after the game, Haley Wickenheiser found out about it and said something like, what, what do you want us to sign it for you now after we beat you in the gold medal game? Like, it's this is a rivalry. There's, there's no love lost in this rivalry. It's And the it, same thing goes for the, the uh, women's soccer. Mm-hmm. The Canadian versus the American. And we beat them both this summer. How about that? We beat them in the round robin already. It was 5-1. Yeah. And this is a much closer game, as much you would closer. expect. You know, a meaningful game. Uh, gold medal game gold at medal that. Game. And it did not disappoint. It did not fucking disappoint. You know, the Canadian women's hockey uh, team it took almost a decade for them to take on uh, a gold medal championship as they did now nine years ago was the last time they they topped it in 2012 so big win for them huge win yeah the the u.s women have won five straight golds before five in a row year. five and eight of the last goals. nine as well yeah which is you know dominant you know the the u.s women have been dominant to say the least but maybe the tide is turning a bit here 100 percent has to it has to but yeah this game uh the the canadian women were down pretty early um it was 2-0 uh pretty early in the game um then but our canadian women they showed resilience they came back forced it into overtime uh, then marie philippe poulin with the the how do i say this i guess the big neck energy moment of the game <laughs> Why are we saying that? Why are we saying that, Neil? Because she took a fucking puck to the neck earlier in this series. Or sorry, in this tournament. In this tournament, yeah. Missed a few games and then returned to her dominant goal-scoring 
touch and you know like to take a puck to the neck is fucking bad enough i mean have you ever taken a puck to the neck no i've taken a dart to the neck before you got a fucking dart in your neck (laughs) (laughs) i literally have my brother when we were younger he no you've actually taken a dart i'm I'm being 100 serious here i've actually taken a dart to the neck i thought you were doing like an old school reference where uh you got a fucking dart in your neck fucking dart in your neck there (laughs) bud No, I, uh, that's, uh, that's something that actually happened to me. Yeah. Did not require hospital attention. But... How did this happen? All right. So breaking it down for you. One time, my brother and I, we were younger. We were probably too young to be playing darts in the first place, but we had this dartboard in our basement and I was taking the darts out of the dartboard so that we can go back and throw them. And my brother still had a dart in his hand and decided to throw it while I was taking the darts out of the dartboard. And the dart. Did you catch a dart in your jugular? Like what I, happened? How did it, that happen? Dude? It um it it started bleeding a little bit. I didn't have to like pull it out of my neck, but it hit me in the neck. Blood started coming out, and I'm a stronger person for it, Neil. I'm uh I can now say I, I walked through life saying that I've had a dart in my neck before, and I live to tell the tale. So, oh my God, have you ever? Uh, have you played darts since? Is I think is what all the fans of I have. I have. Like um, it's it's made me a stronger dart player. It's um it's uh I there was a hill I had to get over of anxiety getting back into the dart ring, but um ever since then I've oh my god you've got some big neck energy as well. I've clearly got some big neck energy. But back to this game. <laughs> back to this game. Uh, Marie Philippeen literally scored the winning goal. Was the only one probably on the ice that knew it was in, besides maybe their goalie. Um, but the play continued because nobody at first thought it was in. So play continued. The game kept going. Yeah, when she went bar down and the the puck just barely crossed the line. It wasn't from you know from looking afar. It was hard to tell, you know, and obviously the officials did not see that the puck crossed the line. But you know, being the goal scorer she is, she, she took knows. the shot. She knew that she that, knew right that puck was in. And she started going to her bench. She's like, guys, yeah. we just won. Like, let's get on the ice. Yeah. Let's celebrate. We just won. But, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a pretty cool end to the game there. Um, but, yeah, no. And the celebrations happened immediately after that. Immediately when she, she gave the Canadian woman permission to go and to start celebrating. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was an amazing game, and uh, I'm proud of our Canadian women. Well, uh, do you want to talk about Blair Turnbull? I, I really was hoping <laughs> you would bring that up, Neil. Um, because it was something out of, we were talking about this pre-show, we were something out of the WWE, whereas <laughs> you know the, the Canadian women's had won this game. It is now the celebration time. Yeah. You know, the, the women are, are all jumping on top of each other, you know, getting really excited. Alternate captain Blair Turnbull suffered an apparent knee injury during, during the, the celebration, during the celebratory pile. So they pile on onto each other and her knee gave way. R.I.P. to the knee. That knee is no longer needed. They won gold. She was before they got their medal. She was actually wheeled out. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but she was wheeled out. If you saw her her expression on her face, yeah, you you understand why we're laughing because she she found it as funny as everyone else. Yeah, did. yeah. and you know, it turned out you know like she something straight out of the WWE. Her music hit. 
And then she came wheeling back out on By a stretcher. God, she's back. <laughs> yeah. Is that? It can't be. It couldn't be. It can't be. It couldn't be. And, and then, of course, comes, she, she gets wheeled out in a stretcher. Literally on a stretcher to continue the celebration. To continue celebrating and receive that gold medal. I feel like that was the TSN turning point <laughs> of the game. After the game. It happened you know? after the game. Yeah, no, she... Uh, she found, yeah, she found it as funny as everyone else did. So she was laughing. Everyone else came up to her and was laughing just as much. But uh, there was there was nothing that was going to keep her from celebrating that gold medal. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe that maybe they'll stop doing the pile after a celebration. They'll never stop. You hear Blue Jays or or other baseball players after a walk off injury after they go in and do their celebration that sometimes they get injured too. Yeah. You know so. Maybe don't pile on top of each other, or do you know whatever. Every time I see like a, a team that wins like a like a tournament or a gold medal or a cup or something, like there's always a pile on, and there's always someone that's at the bottom of it. And I'm always thinking like, yeah, <laughs> what if this happens? Like, what if someone gets injured in the celebrations? And we saw it last night, so I think they handled it uh, <laughs> as well as you could. Yeah, but congratulations to our Canadian women. I love that. Yeah. All right. Should we move on? Let's move on uh, to the drama that is European football. And um, the transfer window just closed. One week ago, we were talking about Ronaldo possibly signing on with what seemed to be the only team interested, which was Manchester City. And then what happened was... By God, whose music is that now? Is that Manchester United? (laughs) Literally coming in out of nowhere. And what with a, I with a steel chair. With a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. Coming in from the crowd. What I believe was the only reason that they signed Ronaldo was so that Manchester City wouldn't sign Ronaldo. I honestly think that because if you look at our team and the kind of player that Ronaldo is, he doesn't necessarily fit anywhere on this team. This was a nostalgia signing. We actually... Um, really? I think so. You don't think he has anything left in him to give to this team? I think he does, but... I think he's the best player on this team. Right now. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's, uh, he's won a championship everywhere he's gone. I think he's going to do the same thing in the United. He won it with United as well, yeah. he. That's where he gone, started, yeah. yeah. But it's been 12 years since he played for Manchester United. Yeah, he's, he's still one of the greatest players in the world. But with this system of Manchester United, mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily fit it. Like, where do you slot him in here? And the reason we actually just... Um, Daniel James is the Welsh international that, that's the winger currently. Well, that we did have, that Manchester United did have. And we actually had to sell him to Leeds United as soon as we, we got Ronaldo. Daniel James is an amazing winger. He's an amazing winger. His speed, his his crosses into the box, like the way he can just find space where other mm-hmm. players can't. Like he was a great option. And yeah, Ronaldo is also a great option, but like the chemistry was there for Daniel James. Uh, so I yeah. I'm, now are you saying what I think you're saying, which is you would rather have Daniel James than Cristiano Ronaldo on your team right now? That's not what I'm saying. Well, it sounds it sounds like what you're saying. It it it's um it's a sticky situation because I I really like Daniel James um and he's a super young player. Ronaldo is not a super young player. 
yes, I'm happy about this signing. This is a nostalgia signing. Literally, like, I grew up watching Cristiano Ronaldo. But with the almost the baggage that comes with Ronaldo now, like, he's he's demanding things now. Like, he demanded a trade away from Real Madrid. He demanded a trade away from Juventus. He demanded to leave certain places. So if he comes mm-hmm. here and we're not the team that he expects us to be, like, I don't know, does he finish his career at Manchester United or does he demand another trade when we don't win a Champions League in the next two years? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's yet to see. There's still drama going on with Mbappe as well, with, you know, United having this signing, you know, getting rid of James, bringing in Ronaldo. You know, they're, they're in a good spot. City just went from potentially signing Ronaldo to now having Mendy face like three different counts of like criminal charges yeah have you heard what's going on there with this 27 year old uh briefly why don't you fill us in here so he he actually just refused bail and he's still in custody right now because he is charged with attacks on three different women including one under 18 years old and he all you know what 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 i don't going on i don't know what's going on man like it's so fucked um what's it, they're all sexual assaults, you know, the latest one happening in October and early January this year. Um, I, I just don't understand because, you know, like a player like this only getting suspended from City, that I, you know, whatever, he has his own problems. He has his own shit to deal with. Like he's going to have a fucking criminal case spanning years now because of all of this. But like what I understand is how does Man City operate? How do you just suspend a player? Just get him, get rid of him. Drop him. See you later. You're, you're basically saying, hey, like, I kind of condone this if I'm going to keep him on the roster. And that's why I'm pissed off about it. He's you know, literally just, in custody right so now. So I'm kind of glad, you know, Ronaldo didn't end up in City because, you know, he like that squad, the entire club needs to, you know, have some sort of leadership, some sort of ownership that doesn't condone this kind of stuff. Well, here's the thing. Ronaldo has those same charges against him. Yeah. That's the thing that I was alluding to on last yeah. week's episode. I was wondering why you weren't too excited about this signing with United. He's He literally, while he was on Juventus, um, Juventus as a, as a team, as a club, as a company even, was mm-hmm. everyone was just like hanging their head in shame looking at Juventus. When... With their response to these allegations against against Ronaldo and these women that were coming forward about Ronaldo, their response was, oh, we stand behind Ren- our Cristiano Ronaldo. He is our leader, and we will be behind him no matter what. Like, that's not the fucking response you want to have when shit like this happens. Yeah. And, like, all of these former players and players were, like, coming out and attacking Juventus, saying, like, what are you guys doing? Like Gary Lineker, who is a who's an outspoken former former English player, came out and like he's now a a, um, a host, like a commentator, and he came out and said, "This is so shameful for Juventus, yeah, for what they're what they're doing." So that's some of the baggage that's that's coming over with Ronaldo, is that these cases are still ongoing. They're they're not. Well, we're gonna see what happens here. I it's... mean, what, I mean. The news coming out of Europe right now with all things football, with all things politics, charges being laid, it, it's 
you know, there's not going to be an end anytime soon. I just hope that their their guidelines and their punishment becomes a little stricter moving forward. Yeah, and don't do what the NFL does and just try to sweep it under the rug and bring yeah. in some fucking trade rumors to, to cover up whatever it is that you're exactly fucking dealing with. Speaking of the NFL. Should we move on? Let's talk some NFL. Uh, should we... Should we- should we say what our what our teams were after the draft? Like, should we after the draft and trades? After the draft and <laughs> trade, because yes, as soon as the draft was over, we were all sitting in a room, and Neil and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, "Oh, wait, we're not done yet. We're we're still making some trades here." And Neil and I made a blockbuster trade immediately. Do you want to talk about why draft. we had to get to that point? I think Josh. Josh went into this draft very confident. During probably maybe two or three <laughs> rounds in, Josh went on full tilt mode. After, you know, watching the players that I was selecting, where I was selecting them, Josh had a full-blown aneurysm. It's like <laughs> we're on the same podcast or something, and you know all of my secrets. Because almost every single round, <laughs> Neil took who I wanted to take right before I could take it. Man, don't hate the player. Literally, I was I had Trey Lance at one point lined up for me. Was that going to be your next pick at that spot? That was too? literally. Did you not? I was literally sitting on that couch over there, <laughs> and I threw my hands up in the air as soon as you took him because it was like two picks before me. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me right now!" Had him lined up. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to take him early." He's going to probably be the starter, but no one else knows this. I just put this. my Dikembe Mutombo finger up, and I said, not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. I want to read out my team here. I want to read out the team that I drafted. So I took Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, my quarterback one in the fifth round, TJ Hawkinson, Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Boyd, Kenny Galladay, Leonard Fournette, the Steelers as my defense, Will Fuller, Naeem Hines, Jarvis Landry, Teddy Bridgewater, and then superstar Mason Crosby. And that's picking fifth, right? That was picking fifth, yes. So started with Aaron Jones, ended with a fellow Green Bay Packer in Mason Crosby. Let's read out Neil's team. Uh, who... So I, I ended up taking Saquon eighth overall, and then I, on the turn, took Tyreek, and then Josh Allen, 28th overall. You took a quarterback in the... In the third round, it's a two QB league, so I mean you, you have to. You want to get if you're not if you're not getting one of Josh Allen or Mahomes in two QB league. I mean you're the the drop off after those two are, it's not that significant. But you'd like to ideally have one of those two, big two quarterbacks. I was kind of surprised that you didn't take uh, Mahomes in the first like you did in our mock draft. I was very close, but you know Saquon was available, so Saquon was available. Yeah, I passed uh, up on Saquon because there's so many question marks around him right now. I still think he'll do okay. You know, with uh, being, I think he, what was he, the, he was the eighth quarterback off the board. Who? Saquon was. Eight, so eighth, eighth, eighth running, running back. back off the board. <laughs> are, you, are you already drunk in vacation mode? <laughs> I'm on vacation mode. I've yeah, got a pina colada. Exactly. Uh, um, he was the eighth running back taken off the board, yeah. Uh, I then took George Kittle in the fourth round, 33rd overall. Then Aaron Rodgers as my second quarterback. <laughs> then Josh Jacobs, Miles Gaskin, uh, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Trey Lance I took 93rd overall in the 10th round. I was so pissed off at that. That's, you were about to take him too, weren't I you? I was literally, I had him lined up. 
Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Baltimore D, my boy Young Ho, Darnell Mooney, and then, you know, as an insurance to Trey Lance, I took uh, Jimmy G as my last pick. And then dropped him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> dropped him immediately. And then, so those are those are teams that we drafted. And then immediately after the draft, Neil and I went into went into trade mode. We went into the war room. There was probably twenty eight trade offers back and <laughs> before, forth before, 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 this before we found a concrete deal that we both liked. But I, I feel traded, like go ahead. I traded away Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, and Kenny Galladay for Josh Jacobs, Aaron Rodgers, Trey Lance, and Raheem Mostert. I feel I felt good about that. I felt good. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> and then to to rub salt in the moon because I I'm a Giants fan, so giving away Kenny Galladay was go, always going to be rough. But Neil then changes his name to Kenny Galladay is available. Changes his team name to Kenny Galladay is available, and then changes his picture to Kenny Galladay signing his contract with the New York Giants. I like to troll. Troll of the century move right there. But But to be uh, fair, Kenny Galladay is available. Oh, is he? It's not just a team name. I I, genuinely get that. Through and through available to anyone who would like to trade for Kenny Galladay. I didn't get that from your name or your picture or anything that you've said since that trade happened. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, who is still not practicing with his new team. He's still injured. He still hasn't started practicing. Still probably won't play until week three at this point. Oh, he's got eight days until the season begins. So that hamstring better heal up real quick. Yeah, and a hamstring injury is always an injury that's going to be a recurring theme throughout their season. Doesn't need a hamstring to catch a ball. Just going to put that out there. What, if he's standing next to the quarterback and doesn't have to run, doesn't sure, need he doesn't need a hamstring. Doesn't need it. But if he's going to be a little bit away from the quarterback, I would probably suggest having a healthy hamstring. Uh, but yeah, that was our draft. We had super fun uh, super fun time, super fun draft. Uh, we'll keep you updated on uh, how many wins I stack up, how many losses Neil stacks up throughout the year. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be fun with the season starting next week. Should we get into the actual NFL, Neil? Yeah, you know, we had uh, a lot of cuts be made this past week um, with rosters, you know, going down to that 53-man limit right now. Uh, You're seeing a lot of notable names be cut, you know, guys that we thought would get cut and then other guys that we never thought in a million years would be cut from their team, especially after signing one-year deals. After signing a one-year deal, yep. Yeah. you want to bring this up, or should I? I mean, you we're I've, already halfway I've, in. We've got our I foot hate, in the in the pool there. I hate this team, but um, I hate this player even more. So it was kind of relieving to see him get cut from his team. And I that despise is that player. Cameron Newton. Mr. Cameron Newton was cut by the New England Patriots uh, right before they announced their 53-man roster. And named Mac Jones their first round pick from this year's draft as yeah. their starting quarterback. Does this move make sense? It does. I it just, to me, I I feel but like to there's cut Cam Newton. I feel like there's many layers to this. Um, your quarterback on your team is your leader. You know, it it is your your clubhouse leader. It's your locker room guy. It's your most vocal leader on the team. You cannot have a person on your team that you do not trust as your leader. 
Yeah. You cannot have Cam Newton, who is the most reckless person that we've seen coming out of this team since COVID began. A person who refuses to get vaccinated. A person who refuses to go out and take responsibility for his actions. He didn't, he'll deny until he dies. He lost tr- the trust of this team the moment he tested positive for, for COVID. The moment he said, no, nah, I don't feel like getting a vaccine, vaccine today. And how many times has he been out with like close contact? or Like it happened how many times last season? It already happened once this preseason. Like, yeah, you got to be a leader. Yeah, He's I'm- not a good passer. He's, he, this offense struggled under him last year. There's so many factors that factored into Mac Jones. Mac Jones lit it up in preseason. Yeah. There's so many things that went into this, but ultimately I think it boils down to the fact that, you know, um, Cam Newton's like, you know, I don't, I don't I'm going to make a decision here. I don't feel like getting vaccinated or, you know, protecting this team or being transparent with this team. Bill Belichick on the same side of that same thought process is like, yeah, I don't think we're going to go with you. I would think we're going to go with Mac Jones. Yeah. So see you later. See you later. He wants someone that he can trust. He wants someone who fits his mold a little bit better. You know, going from Tom Brady to a guy like Cam Newton doesn't make sense when the team is still relatively the same. Yeah, Bill Belichick spent, he's kind of going against everything he's always gone against. You know, he's never taken a quarterback in the first round before. He did that this year. He's never spent, no other team has ever spent as much guaranteed money in the offseason as much as they did this year, the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he's never started a rookie quarterback before. He's starting a rookie quarterback week one. Week four, circulate it on your calendar. Tom Brady is making his return to New England against Mac Jones. Week oh, four. I thought you were. I thought you were saying that Tom. They're gonna go out and re-sign Tom Brady. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? They didn't play each other last year, but mm-hmm. Tom Brady makes his return week four. Circle it. New England, Tampa Bay. Mac Jones. Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. The past versus the future. Yeah, how do you think he does in fantasy this year, Mac Jones? Um, the way he was playing in preseason, I think he's going to be a good streamer. I obviously a lot of people took him um, almost immediately as soon as this news broke. Yeah, I, I think there was like a buffer time of maybe like forty five seconds after this news broke until someone picked him up in our league. Um, that person was a Patriots fan, so that makes sense. But um, if you if you're in a league and he's still available, I would say he's fine to be a streamer. If he's playing a bad defense, I would pick him up. Unless, you know, you see him go out there and just light it up in week one and week two, then yeah, mm-hmm. sure, go pick him up if you need uh, a quarterback on your bench. But um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be more than a streamer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where do you feel like Cam Newton ends up now? You know, there's some rumors circling around the league that he could end up in Houston. Uh, he could end up as a backup to Dak Prescott in yeah. Dallas. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Wherever he does go, he won't be a starter. Okay. Everyone's kind of solidified their starting quarterback. Wherever he does go right now, especially so close to the beginning of the season, he's going to be yeah. a backup. And I know Dallas is pretty interested in him. Um, Dallas has been known to not care what, what players do outside of the locker room. So Zeke. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
Um, so they'll they'll probably like he would fit that mold of the the Dallas Cowboys regime. Um, but yeah, no, he's not going to be a starting quarterback wherever he goes. I mean, like he even went on record after being cut saying he's good. You know, his priority is still to be a starter. He even said that quote like there aren't 32 guys better than me in this league, you know, noting that those are the starters in this league. So I don't know. I, I beg to differ. He only had a 65% completion rate last year. He had under 3000 yards passing as a full-time starter all year long. He had eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Yeah. He, he averaged had more rushing ten- touchdowns than he did passing touchdowns. That's fucked, man. Like he's, he's destined to be a backup or even a third string quarterback in this league somewhere i don't know i i just don't think he's worth you know a team drawing that much attention to a backup quarterback yeah exactly you know That's why do you thing. think that that tim tebow got cut exactly he, you know like what, it just, he's gonna be your third tight end on your team and you don't is it worth all that drama yeah same thing with Dwayne haskins last year remember how his the team was losing but he still mm-hmm. kept up his like swagger and his like he was bragging about like his completion rate and it's just like no if you're gonna cause that much turmoil in the dressing room see you later uh do you want to move on to some injury news sure jk dobbins oh for the season massive massive blow to that team they went and from fantasy teams and this yeah. is why you don't fucking have your fancy draft in June or July or August even. Okay, but this literally... Early August. You definitely don't want to have it. And for, for our league, we tried to push it as late as we could. That made sense. But that literally... That injury happened while we were doing the draft. No. So J.K. Game, Dobbins got drafted in our league. He got drafted. Because the game was literally... We had the game on the TV as yeah. we were doing the draft. And it happened during that game. So, um, yeah, then the news broke the next day that it was a torn ACL and he's going to miss. He's going to miss the entire season. He should be season. back in time for next season. We'll see. But, you know, this is a devastating injury for a Baltimore team that's incredibly run heavy. 100%. They run, run, run the ball. Um, they're going to continue to do that. So, basically, whoever's starting for Baltimore is going to be great. Make sure you have them on your team. Um, maybe not so much in, in PPR because Gus Edwards cannot catch a cold. Um, he just doesn't. That's not his game. So whoever, he's got a great immune system. That's got, why, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, but Gus Edwards is a fucking put your head down and smash through anyone in front of you kind of runner. And that's mm-hmm. what he's going to continue to do. But... Whoever the backup is, the um, RB2 on that team is probably going to get a nice boost. Hint, hint, go pick him up. But uh, we still don't know who the backup running back is going to be because they've got some options there. So it's like maybe wait until week one and see who it is, who's going to get the majority of the touches. In Baltimore? In Baltimore, yeah. Well, we know um, you know Gus Edwards is number one. He's there. Yeah. Uh, Justice Hill is still on the roster. Yeah, but they've got other options as well. But it was actually announced that this gentleman named Tyson Williams on the team is now the RB2. So he's already, I already checked both my leagues. He's picked up. Fuck. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if Gus Edwards doesn't work out, you could see Tyson Williams potentially being a nice value there for you. Yeah. So go pick his ass up. Pick him up if he's not. If he's not rostered already. We thought, you know, that Baltimore might have went out and signed someone like Gurley, 
who is only 27 years old but still has arthritis in his knees and you need your knees to run. You, especially if you're a running back, he is, I think right now he's, what, 13% rostered in Yahoo yeah. leagues? Cause, but that significantly went up as soon as that news broke that they were potentially looking for yeah. a running back. As soon as any team is going to be potentially looking for a running back, you're going to see Todd Gurley's uh, ads go up. I think it's safe to just stay away from Todd Gurley, even if he does make it to a team. Stay yeah, there's, I mean, there's rumors that Baltimore's potentially considering Bell, Lev Bell, that is. Yeah. So, I mean, he did not look good last also year. Also another player you can just stay away from. Yeah. I mean, there's rumors everywhere. We'll see what this team does, but I still think that they're going to end up signing someone with the with the way they play. It'd probably be in their best interest to get someone signed, but... yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're such a run-heavy team. They're probably going to wait to see what cuts happen before making a decision. Yeah, true. Jameis Winston. Jameis! Mr. Jameis Winston beating out Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback in New Orleans. As if you didn't know. We already knew. We called it. We called it so long ago. If you listen to Shoot Your Thought, we shot our thought. And you would have known a long time ago that Jameis Winston was going to be the starting quarterback. He He just looked way better than Taysom Hill. I mean, most pre-season. quarterbacks do <laughs> look that much better than Taysom Hill. And why didn't Taysom Hill, or sorry, why didn't Jameis get a chance to start when Breeze went down last year? I think that was Taysom Hill was was the more the veteran quarterback in that team last year. Like Jameis Winston, it was his first year coming on. Yeah, so I think they were more comfortable. Um, it was a it was an easier transition to go from Drew Brees to Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill already knew most of the plays. Taysom yeah. Hill was already taking reps. Um, while Breeze was still healthy. So now, keep this in mind. Jameis Winston, yeah, he's he's got this reputation in Tampa as a gunslinger, as someone who wasn't quite as accurate but had no issues throwing the ball downfield. People tend to forget that Jameis Winston was a first overall pick five years ago. First overall as a quarterback. Yeah. He's still got fucking... <clears throat> He's got a game. You know, he's going to be good. He's going to he's be really good. got legs. He's a mobile quarterback. You know, he is... He was signed on a very manageable contract by... Um, to, to, to be a, an understudy to Drew Brees. Sat out an entire season because he felt he had a great position here in New Orleans as the heir apparent to Drew Brees. He probably knew that Drew Brees was on his way out. He probably had that. Well, Drew Brees was 99 years old. Fair enough. You know, so. Still breaking records, but. Still 99 in Madden as his rating. Oh, yeah? I don't know, probably. Who knows? What do you think is going on with Jameis this year? I I don't like the idea that Taysom Hill is still being spoken as uh, someone who's going to be involved in this uh, offense as, you know, in some sort of quarterback capacity because that might take away from Jameis's red zone touches. As they get into the red zone, they might just run it in with Taysom. The, it's going to be very similar to how it was with Drew Brees on the team. Because remember, Taysom Hill was still taking those those red zone touches um, just to, to fuck with the other team's defensive coordinating. Like, it, it's still going to be a, a Taysom Hill show mm-hmm. at certain times. Um, much like it was when Drew Brees was still there. Um, but Jameis Winston is going to get, obviously, the majority of the touches, the majority of the reps. Like, he's still going to have the ball for the majority of the game. Um, but Taysom Hill is still going to be there. Um, I, I would not recommend 
streaming Taysom Hill, though, I think you can easily stay away. Yeah, do not. I mean, you can you, if you want to stack that quarterback duo and hope that one gets injured. Then no. sure. <laughs> oh. Why would you ever hope that someone gets injured? But yeah. unless you're the backup to Christian McCaffrey. Fair enough. I.e. Mike Davis. Uh, but um, some other injuries that uh, came up. Michael Thomas is starting the year on the pup list, which is going to miss the first five weeks of the season. Physically unable to participate. So yeah. at least the first five weeks. Well, he's going to miss five games. You have to miss six weeks if you're on the pup list. Um, and week six is New Orleans bye. So we could potentially see Michael Thomas back for week seven. Uh, and he's still maybe available to play 11 games a season or 12 games a season. I keep forgetting that it's an extended season. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, but yeah, no. So Michael Thomas obviously went later on in your, in your drafts um, because there were still so many question marks around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's safe to say that whoever did pick him up is probably going to keep him because whoever did pick him up probably knew that they weren't going to be without Michael Thomas for an extended period of time. And now that he's placed on the physically unable to participate list, uh, he can be put on the IR spot and they're probably going to hang on to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's still some other injuries that, um, you know, people are coming back from injury, i.e. Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, um, Dak Prescott even. Like, we don't know how healthy these players are. Trey Lance even has an It's injury a finger now. injury now. It's a, it's a chip in his finger. That's not good. You need your hand to throw. <laughs> you kind of need your hand to throw. Um, so, but the teams don't... Ha- so, what, what the teams are doing right now, they don't Glad have to... Glad I dodged to, that bullet. Yeah. Well, shut up. <laughs> uh, they don't have to announce every injury that they have right now. They don't have to be specific with it. That's why yeah. you saw Kyle Shanahan... Um, come out and say oh i'm not he literally talked about trey lance's finger saying i'm, I'm not going to show i'm not going to tell you which finger it is um but it's it doesn't look good or he said something along those lines mm-hmm. so they don't have to be fully transparent with their injury reports right now you're probably looking at your teams and seeing a lot of questionable tags on a lot of those players don't worry um once the actual week starts um, a lot of those will be cleared up for you yeah, i mean like it, it all depends on what comes out of this week you know each day we're seeing cuts releases uh we're seeing you know players let go um there's talks that you know well-known well-rounded players well-rounded backups are getting released like latavius murray but he's still made the 53 man there's still going to be more cuts to be made you're still probably going to see guys like marlon mack maybe get traded or released Guys that don't really fit systems are going to start to get released and start to sign elsewhere. Cam Newton's probably going to sign elsewhere this this week. You know, he might yeah. take on a starting role. Role we still don't know, right? So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting week. Um, that being said, do you have with the week with the season only starting seven days, eight days now next Thursday? Do you have any bold predictions for what you think is going to happen this season? Definitely, Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, what my bold prediction is, however, um, we're going to see the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers. That yep. is bold. We're you think, you know, on this last season that Devontae Adams and Rodgers are going to be playing together in Green Bay, you think they're going to the Super Bowl? 100%. 
I think Aaron Rodgers knows this is his last year in Green Bay. I mm-hmm. don't think he retires after the season. I think he goes somewhere else after the season for probably one or two years. And he wants to get the biggest contract he can, obviously. I think we're going to see... This is one of the reasons why I was so excited to take Aaron Rodgers from you. It's because we're going to see an Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, like we've never seen before. That's incredible. I, I, you know, I really hope he does well. But... You know, I I kind of hope he doesn't because Green, I traded him. Because to you. <laughs> you traded him to me. Uh, but I think the Green Bay Packers are making it to the Super Bowl. That's bold. Um, if I had to pick a Super Bowl winner uh, to overcome all odds this season, to go through all th- all thirty one teams that they'll be against, and I had to pick a winner, I think Patrick Mahomes will get back there again. That's I just not don't... a bold prediction, isn't it? <laughs> Fair, fair. I feel like Kansas City, you know, with the year that they had last year, I feel like that lit a fire under them, and that's what they needed after, you know, winning the season before. Yeah. And now, you know, this, the, all the weapons are returning. You know, they're healthy. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, hopefully, knock on wood, that he is healthy. You know, he could take a next step as a year two running back and really break out. And if they do, and if he does, watch out for this team because this team's offensive line just got better. Yep. This team's defense just got better and healthier. All of those, all of those players that opted out last season because of COVID are now back on the team. Yeah. So, is, so they're going to be a scary good team once again. Who knows? Maybe they go 17-0. But they're probably going to be in each Super Bowl for the next three, four years. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. So good. He's um, probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game at the end of his career. Uh, but those are our bold predictions. Anything else you want to say, Neil, before you leave us? for your vacation oh i think we're all set um i i just like i just like to give a shout out to my uh team my fantasy league oh my god um <laughs> who i'm going to destroy the season <laughs> jesus i thought you were gonna get all sincere there <laughs> no i mean this is episode 34 it's been we've been doing this in all seriousness we've been doing this for 34 weeks now um consecutively without taking a break it's nice to you know end off the summer here going to bc uh for a couple weeks so when we return we're gonna be back and you know shooting our thought even harder shooting even harder (laughs) yeah Yeah, i couldn't have said it better myself um it's been a hell of a ride no it sounds like we're we're (laughs) ending but no no uh are we breaking up uh, no it's it's... shoot your thought with only neil coming (laughs) in three weeks It's like uh, the beginning of Greece. It's, it's Danny. It's the end of the summer. When am I going to see you again? You know. Uh, but no, uh, we're going to be back stronger than ever. Yeah, my my uh, entrance theme music's going to hit, and we're going to be coming in. By God, by God, is that the episode thirty-five of Shoot Your Thought? <laughs> it couldn't be. Yeah, Neil's going to come back rejuvenated from vacation, probably still wearing the same shirt he's wearing right now. That's it. All right. Have a good week, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 